0: But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch.
0: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: If you fell down yesterday, stand up today. H. G. Wells. Good morning, friends. Well, good morning, or good evening, good afternoon, good night to you, friends. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a good day, and the day you deserve. Thank you for being here with us today. I I, I, I truly don't know how to start off this episode without talking about how I messed up terribly. Not terribly, um... Use productive words. We messed up and we learned from our experience. Everything is a learning experience. But hence today's episode self sabotage and embracing your journey. Let me set the picture for you. I am currently at the lake. I'm having a moment to myself. And before this, I was hiking hiking up my hill and i got a smack of a tree and when i say i got a smack of a tree i mean think homer simpson in the simpsons movie having an epiphany and getting a smack of a tree i was walking all of a sudden out of nowhere basically i swear to god the tree came out of nowhere and walloped me in the face and i fell backwards on my ass. And all I could think to myself, after recuperating, (laughs) looking around to make sure no one saw how horrendously funny this was, is how did this tree, planted right in front of my path, hit me with such force and ferocity? And the only answer is, I... ...charged into it. How did this happen? Because my head was rooted to the path. I was so focused on one thing... ...that I didn't notice what was... ...50 feet away from me... ...then 20 feet, then 5 feet, and then BAM! Next thing I know, I'm checking to make sure I don't have a bloody nose. And... ...in that moment brushed myself off, walked on, and I thought, okay, well, we're going to make sure whenever we're walking, you know, up a hill, you know, a little bit of physical exertion, a little bit of mental exertion, we are not going to focus so much on just our feet placement and focusing on that to keep us moving forward. We're going to look up every once in a while to make sure there is nothing, no obstacle in our path. And then it came to me. I've done this before, many times. It's hurt. It's been funny when I narrowly dodged it. But I've walked into too many trees, and it's now at this point embarrassing. And then I was thinking to myself, how has this happened so many times to me? Have I not learned from past experiences from nearly being impaled by a branch broken in a storm sticking out at a very odd angle that could easily slice me have i not learned from the fact that i've basically ran into broken trees that have blocked my path completely that i've yet to notice until i've fallen over it And the answer is because I have not taken accountability for the fact that something might happen again like this. I have learned in the moment, and then I forgot. And (laughs) it led me to think, it's very convoluted how we're getting to this episode, but it then led me to think, how else have I done this in my life? I wonder if you can hear the trees rustling around me. It's it's quite a serene and beautiful evening. Actually, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to make a video. So when this podcast does drop, you're going to see that I am at the lake. That we have the lake in the background with the picturesque hills. The wind rustling through these trees. It's, it's euphoric, guys. It is euphoric. I'm going to post it probably on IG. I don't know what to say. I'm recording. Um, something, something simple. So imagine smacking yourself into a tree and then going for a dip in the lake. You know? You know? If you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, that'll work. And we'll jump into the lake afterwards. Sorry, I digress. How have I self-sabotaged my life? And what does it mean, to self-sabotage? Too many times to count. Without getting too despondent about, you know, the way my life has gone, I wonder how much of it has been... From my own volition, how many times have I gone back to friendships or relationships or certain situations that have been very toxic and detrimental to myself because that's all I've known? Even though I was aware of it, even though I have been through it before, I would do it again. How many times have I wasted opportunities because I was so scared of my own ability or my own position to actually take it? or to try with all my might because, you know, if I don't try half as much, then it doesn't count. We've all been in this situation where we have said or thought, I'm not going to guess it anyway, so what's the point? Or, I don't want to make a fool of myself in front of everyone. So... I guess it's a case of embracing your journey and going through it, but going through it with everything. Don't get me wrong, diving into like a deep discovery of transformative power and personal growth is is probably one of the best things we can do as individuals for ourselves, and then that seeps into our life and seeps into our relationships and our work, and we have a better experience of... What we are currently existing. And I use the word existing because. Like every day is a new slate. And we don't know if this is going to. Immensely change our lives or. End it. Something could happen for the better or the worst. And for most of us myself included. I always think I can put stuff off or I can be perfect. Or I can learn to be perfect at whatever I want later on in life. But when I want to do stuff now, stuff in the moment, or if I want to progress with stuff now or stuff now in the moment, I will shoot myself in the foot with self-sabotage. Subconsciously, more than consciously, at least 90% of the time. I'd like to say 90. But that's only my personal commentary on us. How do you feel? Or have you ever experienced this? Has there been a moment in a possible career opportunity, a possible relationship, an opportunity, or just an everyday life activity that you know you stopped yourself from doing? Because of two things. One, you either were not right at that point in time for it, or you were too scared or intimidated to take the opportunity. I just think it's good to be confident. If I'm not on my team, why should anybody else be? Robert Downey Jr. I apologize for using the word scared, actually. I I'm a massive advocate, and if you've followed me for a while, you know I believe that our words hold power. And the words we use in our everyday life, especially about ourselves, will cultivate how we perceive ourselves and our experiences. So self-sabotage, it is a heavy subject. It affects so many of us. Let's talk a bit, um, offer support, or try to inspire Moments of clarity that when we realize what we're going through, we can overcome it. I want to talk uh, from people and life coaches and authors and amazing practitioners of wellness and mental health who have truly influenced me to allocate time not only to myself but to hold myself accountable for. The despondencies, the discrepancies, and the moments in my life that I know have been solely because of my actions have led to the detriment of an experience or a relationship or an opportunity. Like um, Brianna Weiss, I hear in my notes. I have Mel Robbins. Tony Robbins will always be there. We have Jay Shetty, Simon Sinek, Roxy Mafusi, and I've recently just finished her book, Manifest and the seven life lessons basically for living a better life but anyway self-sabotage it's how would you how would you describe it it's a subconscious like invisible force that's the word i'm going to use it's the force use the force luke that hinders us from like achieving a potential or our truest potential And what we don't realize is everyone goes through this every day with the biggest, with the smallest of things. And that could be from something as small as, oh, I am currently, you know, on a diet. I want to reduce my sugar levels, but oh, I work just beside a bakery and like they do the best freaking bagels. Like how many of us have walked that path? Maybe not to a bakery, but have gone through an achievable goal, a goal we know we can achieve, we probably have achieved in the past. And then we have faltered, we have fallen, we have... Somehow, I don't know what the proper word is to use for this, and I want to say amenable, where you kind of go along. We'll go with it, amenable. We think this is the way things are you know, it's not really going to change, or we've done our best, it's not good enough, when truly, we've only just sabotaged ourselves. You're not alone. We all do this, and a lot of us, you will, I will, at some point in time, for whatever it is, we'll come out stronger, we will achieve it, and we will feel so good when we do. There's always a discouragement and a discourse within yourself when you try to Attain something new on a personal level. Try to have a goal. Brianna West once said, um, your journey is unfolding perfectly, even with the detours. So, you know, maybe it's important to remember that self-sabotage is rooted in fear. And if you're not feeling fear at least some point in your life, if not your everyday life, are you really human or are you just AI? Everyone will feel fear. Fear of failure, of success, of the unknown. I <laughs> I don't know if I should be mentioning this cuz I don't know if anyone else would understand the immense the immensity of what I feel when I go underwater. I, I suffer from something called thalassophobia. And when I was younger, I had a very traumatic experience where I nearly drowned. And with that, from such a young age, I've always had a fear of being under the water by myself. Because you, you don't know what's under the water. You don't know what's going to happen to you when you're under the water, when there's no one there to, you know, see if you're in danger if you're faltering, if you need assistance. So the fear of deep bodies of water that you're currently in by yourself, which is what I've been doing ever since the start of the pandemic at the lake that I'm at now, that I'm about to jump in right now, is to try overcome that fear. There is method to my madness, Guys, I, I know it sounds off but it's not I use this reference in this analogy because what people don't see a lot of the time is maybe the 5 minutes maybe 2 minutes maybe I don't need it or maybe it's a full 20 minutes literally sitting at the edge of the water that I can look clear down into the shallows, see the rocks see the little fishes, see the tadpoles see the freaking swans swimming around in and I'm still not able to jump or get in I give myself every excuse in the book as to why oh I can't go in today I didn't bring a towel you know what I'm actually a bit too tired I'm very self-conscious of my body I I don't want to get my shirt off The kraken has freaking come all the way to Ireland and it's now in this lake waiting for you to get in. You know, there was sighting of, you know, these beluga whales 100,000 miles away. They might be here. And then it could go subconscious where it's just a case of my energy or my flow will not allow me go in. And unless we are self aware enough to acknowledge that and know that it's happening, it is very hard, very, very hard to do something that you could be doing every day, and immensely and devastatingly difficult to take opportunities or to consistently do something for the bestment of yourself and your existence. I have a very addictive nature. I love food. I am addicted to alcohol. And I am addicted to the gym. So, how do I regulate all that without self-sabotaging myself? I have a very bad relationship with food. Uh, For whatever X, Y, and Z reasons, I had several eating disorders growing up from a very young age up until at least... I always say I still have them because they are there. I'm just able to give myself grace and give myself peace of mind when it comes to my food and my diet and my restrictions but food used to sedate me i always use the word sedation because i think it's actually what i did overly anxious you know depressed sad i would ease alcohol would be the same but alcohol was definitely for the you need to be social you need to actually be able to talk to people and not worry about what you're thinking in your head you need to sedate yourself And the same with fitness at one point, it was a case of you need to be better, you need to be stronger, you need to be the best version of yourself, but at the same time they were all very destructive in their own way, shape or form when they became addictions. And self-sabotaging myself, I could easily fall back into one of those immensely, immensely hard. And I need to watch that within myself. How do you stop yourself from slipping back into a destructive lifestyle that would sabotage who you're trying to become? That's essentially where I was going with that and I went off on a tangent. I apologize. I went to a wedding recently. One of my best friends, someone who helped me, actually through a lot of my Um, Bad times when I was away internationally. I knew no one. They were there. They would, you know, the simple things. Ask me how I was doing. Then they would take me on walks. Then we'd go for hikes. We would have fun. It was great. Then I went to this... For me, my addictive nature has sabotaged me on more than one occasion in terms of my personal, physical, mental, and emotional growth. I was addicted to food, to alcohol, and to fitness. And those three together are, (laughs) they're quite an interesting, freaking, how would you say, like love triangle. I was addicted to food from a very young age Emotional eating. Eating to distract myself. Eating when I was very distressed. Alcohol was the whole thing which a lot of people, and I know it's feeding into the stereotype of, oh, an Irish person likes to drink, but alcohol for the point of, you know, you need Dutch courage to talk to people, to be social, to be around other people. Fitness to feel a sense of self-worth. What happens when you become addicted to all those things? The food led to quite a detriment in my image of myself, my mentality, my sense of self-worth, and also my relationship with food. Alcohol, being a highly addictive drug, was something that I constantly thought I needed to be out with people. Fitness gave me a sense of self-worth, something that I latched onto so much, especially in my early adult life, because it was the only sense of fulfillment that I had during a very turbulent and tumultuous time. Now, knowing that I had all these addictions, knowing that I had to try and alleviate these addictions, how was I sabotaging myself so much for so many years? And when I mean years, I mean years. Little bit by little bit, making excuses, subconsciously, not even realizing, you know, what I was doing. And it wasn't until I became more self-aware within myself that I realized how much I was sabotaging not only my mental health, but my body, my existence, my, my time here, my time here. with. I'm you. so happy and grateful for very hard, hard-learning moments that taught me you know how much I actually need to work on myself in terms of hearing these voices whenever these three in particular want to seep into my life again. Because they do. They often do. I'll always say I'll always be, you know, someone who suffers from acing disorders. I'll always be someone who, you know, shouldn't be allowed to drink too much. I'll always be someone who, you know, needs to be aware of how much they're in terms of like their physical appearance and give themselves grace. And I try to remind myself every day that you can have a healthy relationship with food. You do not need alcohol in order to actually talk to people and make relationships. And your physical appearance is one thing, but your self-value and worth for how good you feel within yourself, not just how other people externally will see you, makes all the difference. But for so many years, that wasn't the case with me. (laughs) I laugh now, but I probably cried, like, way too many times about it. Hello, magpie. Hello, magpie. How's your wife? How's your wife? I, I just saw two magpies, which I'm quite happy about after saying that, because here in Ireland, um, that might be
0: where you are too, wherever you're listening. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.
1: Into this. When you see a magpie, they they have different um, superstitions. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret, never been told. Now if you know me, then you know my girl Mel Robbins, who I absolutely adore. I think she's phenomenal in every way, shape, or form. She's a motivational speaker who encourages us to break free from the patterns that hold us back. She said um, change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. So embracing change can be uncomfortable but is the key to overcoming self-sabotage and transforming your life. And if I can reference a book that I've currently reread think like a monk by jay shetty and he also had a new book released this year called the eight rules of love he reminds us to like think of self-sabotage with compassion and understanding because it is you it is you and i i must remind you of that i said grace earlier please give yourself grace friends we have to replace self-judgment with love as Jay says, and with self-acceptance. It's essential to treat ourselves with kindness, you know, like acknowledging that we are humans. We go through so much in our everyday lives that causes so much in like our mental scope and our emotional well-being. It is hard. But by embracing self-compassion, we can create a space of healing and of positive transformation within ourselves. I'm, I'm going to go back to my king, the the king, Simon Sinek. This was a man I found during college, even before I even realized who he was. I was one of those guys, who, you know, was looking up motivational quotes on YouTube to listen to in the background while I struggled through my web design. But like, he, is, he was such an advocate for personal development at a time where I didn't even know what it was. And how much I needed it. But I found him. He taught me the value of perspective. He he would often remind in his speeches and his seminars. How our behaviours are like a reflection of the environment we are in. So we need to surround ourselves with good influences. Of people. Of workmates. Of idols. Of aspirations. Of goals. That will support us in that growth. I have a community. That will uplift us. And that we can break free from our self-sabotage. And I recently actually. While I'm just thinking of like books I've read. So manifest. I wasn't a massive person for the idealization of manifestation. You know you put what out into the universe. And it'll give it to you back tenfold. Because I always had that. (laughs) I, I guess the cynical view that if I said to the universe, give me, give me money, that they'd give me like two cents and be like, there you go, go away. But what Mafusi has taught me from this is that it is opportunity to actually reconnect with you. That's manifestation at its core. If you want something, you're going to have so much self-reflection You know, there is true fulfillment in coming or living in alignment with your values, not coming to terms with them, because we all know what our values are. We all know what our purpose is for the majority of our lives. It might change, but to be in alignment with it is very hard when we live in societies that want us to zig one way, but we want to zag the other. Rediscovering our passions, like clarifying values and aligning our actions with our deepest desires is so is so hard and emotionally draining but we have to do it because what's worse than the pain of growth the pain of resentment and knowing that we could have done so much more we have to pay the way for like fulfilling our purpose and to have a driven lifestyle is the only way to do that. Or at least that's my personal opinion. If you have any objections or any like insight into that, I'd love to hear it. Please send me your messages on... I guess any social platform. Discord. YouTube. TikTok. TikTok, yeah. <laughs> Instagram. The email... Hey, this is stuart at gmail.com. It's a very interesting thought to come up with, and one that I think everyone would have their own opinion on. And the open dialogue that we get from this podcast is truly a humbling experience to listen and to read comments and discussions. Because this is just an Irish guy, you know. Waffling out a lake. Remember, like, self-sabotage is not the end of your journey. Think of it more like a chapter. Like a chapter of a book. There we go. Chapter of our life. We've heard that phrase before. But the book is you, and the book symbolizes growth. Just add another chapter. Embrace the lessons you know, that you're going to learn and you're going to seek during your life. Because we all want to learn. No one has ever decided, that's it, I know enough. At, at some fundamental, at some pinnacle point, you will realize, I need to know more or I need to do more. So that means I need to learn more. You have the power to break from the self-sabotage and create like a life filled with purpose and joy. I hope that makes sense. It did in my head. Like, discovering your why, which is something that I'm completely taking from Simon Sinek's book. Start with why. Emphasize the importance of understanding, like, your purpose. Your why, as he put it. Your deeper purpose and motivation. Like, reflect on your values, passions, and... um think of the reasons behind your goals. And usually when you have like a more rooted purpose, the sabotaging doesn't happen as much because you know you're very focused, but not to the point where your head is down and you're completely looking at your feet and the path and not realizing when there's an obstacle in front of you. Like reflect on your values and your passions and the reason behind your goals and when you have a clear sense of purpose, it's a lot easier to stay aligned. With your true intentions. So for me, when I got a smack of a tree this time. It was simply, I wanted to reach the top of the hill. And I thought I knew the way. And I followed the path I knew. And I got to the point where it did become a struggle. You know, I'm wearing my camera gear. I'm hiking. It's quite steep. So I focus solely on one thing and not just the goal, and not just the, essentially the journey. I focus on that present moment and time without just being aware of what else is going on around me. Having a goal will drive you forward. Knowing where you need to go. I hope you heard that. Oh my gosh. That was a massive fish. I don't even know what that was that just jumped out of the water. Where was I? Having a purpose. Knowing your goal. Not being rooted on one particular aspect of it. But knowing like what you need to be aware of. There's a great thing to say for tunnel vision. But not when you're looking at one particular moment one particular aspect don't look at your feet constantly is basically what I'm trying to say and I don't know if I'm getting that across (laughs) like cultivate self-awareness around you I guess that's what I'm trying to say be aware of where your journey is taking you what else you might need to learn to reach your goal and don't stop yourself from learning don't stop yourself from trying to take the opportunity. What Roxy said was um, like highlight significant uh, moments of self-awareness in overcoming your self-sabotage. She did put it quite well in the book, if I can remember correctly, where she was talking about like her party lifestyle, how she went off on a like a month long yoga retreat to become a yoga instructor. And she left her um, English life, hard style, party life. And the second she came back, she was like, I'm a yoga instructor who just fell back into their ways of drinking, parsing all nice, not actually having a clear goal. She did something for the sake of she liked the idea of it in her future. She did one aspect of it, and that was it. And then she had to be self-aware about what else needs to go into the goal and to stop self-sabotaging from reaching what she actually desired to be. I think there's a great thing to say, take time for like, being introspective. I currently have a Discord and we will open it up now soon to a wider community regarding the podcast and mental health awareness and self-development for... Um this very thing, we have a whole server dedicated to journaling, where we write down certain comments during our day, and you know, how we felt, how we reflected, what we are grateful for, and how that's going to benefit us now moving into our next day. I think it's very good actually to be introspective in your daily life, and how it not only affects you, but those around you. I want you to understand that understanding yourself... on <laughs> I want you to understand understanding yourself. I want you to be aware that understanding yourself on a deeper level will gain insight into self-sabotaging. But a lot of it has to come down with self-acceptance and where you do make excuses for yourself. It's, it's a really hard band-aid to rip off and it's one that I'm currently ripping off. Right now, again, and again, and again, on the exact same thing. If I can be transparent, which I'm pretty sure I can, I'm currently by myself. Like, in this little alcove, no one can hear me, except you, friend. But the amount of times I have probably shot myself in the foot for my acting career is... infathomable at this point and I genuinely mean that I had amazing opportunities and when I was driven when I was motivated when my eyes were completely on the prize we accepted those opportunities with grace and the sabotage was not there and then there was moments when I just felt there was no point I was not good enough I am not good enough in my existence why should I even bother trying Or there was points and these are the points that kill me the most where I did say oh I really want this I don't think I'm going to guess it I don't think I'm good enough or they won't think I'm good enough I'm still going to go for it but you know I'm not going to try as hard and the biggest one comes to my application to quite a prestigious acting academy over in london i didn't guess it but even before i hopped on the plane i felt i wasn't going to guess it even before i went to the airport i felt i wasn't going to get it even as i probably applied to do the audition rounds i didn't think i was going to guess it What did that do? Mentally, I had kicked myself in the shins. Even before I gave it my all. Even before I went into the room with the adjudicators. Self-sabotage isn't just in the moment. It could seep into your everyday life. For whatever it is you're thinking about. And it could fester. And it could last. And before you realize that's your everyday life. You think this way and you accept it as truth and gospel. Compassion is a big one. Like we said, give yourself grace, practice self-compassion, and remind yourself that you are worthy of the success that you strive for and the growth that you want. So I'm going to implore you right now. What are three things that you really like about yourself, that you love about yourself, that you're good about What are they? And how did you make those... And how did those make you feel? If your answer was awkward, then you're okay. We all feel like that, giving ourselves self-praise. If your answer was, I know I'm great, well, fair play to you. Practice self-care. And compassion, like emphasize the significance of like what you need to overcome. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Brianna. She has a book, which I always leaf through. I have never fully finished, but by God, I've, I've read it maybe about 10 times now at this point. Because you can open a page and it will be completely different. But it's 101, 101 speeches that will change the way you think. And a lot of it talks about, you know, practicing self-care and compassion. It's such an amazing tool. Prioritize your physical and emotional well-being by engaging with activities that, you know, bring you joy. That is... That is the staple of just, like, being happy within yourself. Prioritizing yourself. And it does sound like a selfish thing. And guess what? It is. It is very selfish to put yourself first, but not in the way that being selfish is usually associated with. We often hear that, you know, you can't really help anyone else if you're emotionally drained. And a quote that I love to use is, you can't help anyone. Or fill them up if you're filling them from an empty cup. And I want to add to that. You can't help anyone or fill them up when you're filling from an empty cup. Until your cup is overflowing. So you need to make sure that you have kept yourself preserved. That you are happy you are fulfilled, that you are well. And then you can look external. You can look to other people. How can you help them? It is never a bad thing to prioritize yourself, your wellness, your physical space, your mental scope. Because if you are drained, if you are depleted, how... Can you help anyone else? Embrace vulnerability and seek help. You know, that's another big one. I always say it's never a bad thing to ask other people for help, to seek guidance of professionals. Recognize that seeking help is not a sign of weakness. Please, please, if you get one thing from this episode... It's a courageous step actually towards self-improvement. Reach out to mentors and professionals who can provide the guidance that you would need or support. This was a very interesting waffle, but I'm going to finish off with uh, (laughs) someone I haven't talked about in a while, because I guess it's not November, December, and the water doesn't make me scream every time I walk into it. But Wim Hof known as the Iceman, has a very extraordinary ability where you can extend like extreme cold temperatures. And he often says, you know, challenge yourself. Step outside of your comfort zone. You will feel the pain and then you will feel the magic. Embrace discomfort. Accept it. It's an opportunity for growth. Like, please remember... Self-sabotage is not the end of your journey. It's a chapter in your book. Embrace the lessons learned. Seek support from people who would understand or be able to give you insight. How best to approach it, the situation, yourself. With kindness and compassion. You have the power to break free of self-sabotage and create the life you want. Filled with purpose and joy and fulfillment. Do me a favor and think about embracing your journey if you feel lost. And if you have a journey, embrace it to its fullest. You are unique. You deserve to be happy. Your journey is unique, and it deserves to be lived. You have the strength within you to overcome any form of self-sabotage so long as you are self-aware enough and I say that more to myself than to anyone else again. Become the best version of yourself. Thank you very much for listening to me waffle today. Thank you very much for your love and support with regards to this journey that we are all on of self-improvement and thank you very much for being here being here for you we're going to end the podcast there guys I hope you have a good day and the day you deserve oh I almost forgot I needed to do the (laughs) jumping into the lake so I'm setting up the camera it's got the microphone in it, so this is going to be in the podcast. Uh, what will we say? Something, something inspirational and affirmation. Um, something about self worth, sabotage. Uh, okay, we're going. I think I know where I'm jumping. Oh, I want to remind you that the reason. Why you keep going through everything is because you allow yourself to go through everything. Know your self-worth. And to you, friends, have a good day. This is Stuart. Let's talk soon, okay? But right now, I'm going to go for a swim. guys I thoroughly thoroughly hope you liked this podcast if you did please give a thumbs up like comment subscribe tell me what you'd like to hear next what we can discuss next tell me who you'd like me to bring on for interviews hear other people's stories other people's truths and passions and purposes but for now I'm going to say a farewell a good evening good morning good night wherever you've listened to this whenever you've listened to this I hope your day is both well and the day you deserve.